0: The previous execs were dead as doornails. This must be distinctly understood, or nothing wonderful can come from the story I am about to relate. It was inside the offices of Electronic Active Softworks. There sat Robert Gilmore, working late into the night. Ah, oh, come in, come in, come in. Ah, Mr. Gilmore, ah, am I I've just come from from QA and and we were, we were wondering if perhaps we we could have the the day off tomorrow as it's unicorn dance party time off time off oh if you, you want time off I can sack you and whip
1: you and then you'll have some time off no um, uh, oh okay we, we I mean obviously we'll 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 be, we'll be here tomorrow I mean but I was just thinking maybe just a, a little
0: clemency sir because. You know, poor little Tiny Tim hasn't spoken since the last time he was he was flogged.
1: I don't know what you of me. This is a company. We make products.
0: You should be working, not not working. Yes, absolutely. Terribly sorry, sir. And later that night, when Bob Cratchit finally left for work, he made his way along the cobbled streets, passing a homeless person. Spare some change, mate. Oh, certainly, yes. Here you go. Oh, thank you, you are most kind, queer and pleasant stranger. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks, do some skits, make some voices, just have a bit of a a catch-up and a good time. That's us. How are you doing this week, Jane? I'm all snuffling and full of... nair. Yeah, I'm a bit full of... nair as well today. My stomach is doing uncomfortable, naughty backflips. It's just not having a good time. I do a stroke to make feel better. I have a poor... Tomkin, but it's fine because I will push through as best I can because the, the the podcast needs to continue. The podcast must go on. Indeed. So yeah, speaking it's, it's been a it's been a week this week. Yeah, it's been a week. What's happened? We, I don't know. My it's, head's full of slime. We we did some house some house cleaning. We did. We uh, had we had, had an inspection, so we uh, did a house clean. Our house. is looking very clean and tidy, which is good because we've got guests coming to visit we soon. Do. Uh, we had a bit of a dance. We do, we had a bit of a dance. yeah uh, some, some good music that we'll mention later. We had a good wiggle. We had many good wiggles. I uh, I was able to keep up despite my weird foot issues at the moment, but I kept going all night. I had a good night. We got yeah. home at a good time. Yeah, we got... It was got, not we... like an absolutely epic journey across. Yeah, it was. it was a relatively good... Time was had, a I good think. time was had by all. Yes, we had a we had a, a sleepy movie day, and we'll get onto those movies in a bit. Oh, and yeah. we had a a tidy and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an alright week. We did. Um. Yeah. Should we start with what we've played this week? Which I don't think is much. Not a huge amount. I Not like last be... week. Last week it was a bunch. It was. It was an absolute bunch. I think it was nearly an hour. That we <laughs> just, just what we'd played last week. Well, I can definitely cut that down this week. <laughs> uh, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, why not? I'll start. So, I played more Smash Brothers. That game continues to be... There's a huge amount of content in it, and it's all very interesting. Um, I came across one bit in World of Light that I'm unsure how I feel about, and I need to talk to some other people about, and I might report back on in future, but there was a thing that I was like, oh, that feels maybe a bit iffy. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, dear. Uh, But generally... I'm still having a very good time. There's a fucking lot of video game in this video game. Well that's good we like a lot of video game. We like a a good sense of value. Yeah, I I still haven't unlocked the full roster, I'm still plugging my way through that. Uh what about you? What have you been playing this week? Um not a lot really, if I'm honest, I've been I've been playing a bit more Katamari Damacy uh reroll and and I've I've uh Done a bit more Basingstoke. I did. Yeah. I did a stream last week with some Basingstoke. I'm, I'm finally about halfway through that game <laughs> after nearly a year. Did you finally get past that level you were stuck on? Did you? I did. Uh, well, I've been like the the session I, the the stream I did of Basingstoke before the last one. I finally yeah. got past the bit I was stuck on, and that was a long ass stream yeah. of me just dying a lot. <laughs> um, and then last last session was again quite a lot of of dying and Mm. and and going back and i did all right and Mm. then uh yeah and then and then doing 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 much better now so yeah Yeah, yeah. i'm i'm very much enjoying basing stoke i would definitely recommend it and it is definitely in the runnings for if not game of the year certainly within that top five Mm. uh so for me uh, i played more pokemon let's go this week um i finally discovered that yes you can get shiny Alola forms in that game via oh. the, uh, the trade with NPCs mechanic, so that's an extra, like, 12 shinies that I have to try and get on my shiny quest. Um, I'm further away than I thought, but I'm, I'm going to get my 150 first before I worry about that. Um, you play anything else? I bet it. Uh, I got one other. I played a game called The Hex which Ooh. is by the person that did Pony Island which was a sort of <laughs> oh it sort of messes with you. It 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 uses information on your computer to sort of uh, put you a little on edge while it tells a story. Oh. Um this is another game that somewhat tries to blur that line between player and the game going on. Oh. Um it does some things that make use of information on your computer to try and make it feel more real. Um, a very early game example I'll give is um, early on in the game you you're playing a platformer and it's clearly like a knockoff Sonic, um, and you start jumping across platforms that are made of Steam reviews for the game. Okay, and some of them will use the faces and names of people on your Steam friends list to make it seem a little more tied into reality um it's a combination of basically like the the, the whole thing is you start the game in this big manor house and the proprietor of the house gets a phone call and it's like ha one of the six people you have in your house right now will commit a murder tonight and you play as all these like video game stereotype protagonists so you've got like The magic wielding woman from a JRPG and a a mascot platformer and a first person perspective person that does not talk because they are just a pair of arms and legs because that's all the camera sees. Mm. Um, They do a very good job of making all of the gameplay styles feel like the kind of genre they're from, Mm -hmm. while only using the WASD keys and a left mouse click. Okay. Okay to make all these distinct genres work, and that's wow. kind of impressive. Um, yes. There is there is more to it than there initially seems. Um, I felt like I had to play... While all of the individual game things you play through are all distinct and interesting, I think each one of them could have done with being, like, 15 minutes shorter, get that whole game maybe an hour, hour and a half quicker to get to its particularly interesting narrative turn that it takes. Mm. Um It was a little slow, and I felt like I was pushing through at times just because I wanted to see what was next. But when it reaches its very clear narrative turning point, it's totally worth having played through to get to. Um, All things maybe four or five hours, and it was interesting. I still don't quite know what I feel about it, but I found it interesting. It definitely didn't feel like a waste of my time to play it. Mm. So that was The Hex. Yes, yeah, I'm curious about the hex, because I did enjoy yeah. Pony Island, so I would I, like to go and get it one a try. I think it'd be worth you playing. You're welcome to log into my Steam and give <gasps> it a go, if you like. Oh <laughs> but yes, uh, I think that's everything we've played. I think that is. Well then, it's time for this. And so, dear listeners, we continue our tale. Inside the bedroom of Robert Gilmore. He's woken by the spirit of Unicorn Dance Party Past. Uh, oh, what's 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 going on? What's going on? I am the Spirit of Unicorn Dance Party's past. You, you're some kind of a ghost. What
1: are you here what are you here for?
0: I am here to show you, to show you your unicorn dance Party's past. Come with me back, back in time, to when you were a child.
1: Ah, I'm back at boarding school, studying string business.
0: Yes. Your parents abandoned you here. They left you here.
1: Ah, that's not a problem, is it? It meant that I had more time here to be learning all sorts of useful things. Flogging! Wouldn't have known how to flog the interns if not for this place. It's wonderful. Didn't have to deal with my parents, either. Bloody brilliant.
0: And was there no one? No one that you loved or cared for?
1: Not really. I was just interested in business and learning how to flog interns.
0: Oh, um... Right, but you, you, you really are awful.
1: <laughs> I'm not awful, I'm a fucking genius. Released this week, it's Now That's What I Call Unicorn Dance Party. A collection of all the greatest unicorn dance party music to get you in the unicorn dance party spirit. Wilkinson Afterglow. Yucky Yucky by Kante. Afrojack, Shermanology, Can't Stop Me Now. Getting Down the Germs by Gerard Way. Bass Nectar, Slam Dunk featuring Dunkelbunt. Boombayah by Blackpink. Happy Home, Keep On Writing, Kimya Dawson. Agape Moe, Illuminati. Clean Air featuring Burrow Banson, The JFB Remix. Now, you might be noticing that there's no real unifying theme between these tracks. That's because a Unicorn Dance Party track can be whatever the heck you like. If you like it, it's Unicorn Dance Party music to get you in the season. So, pick up. Now that's what I call Unicorn Dance Party. You don't even have to buy it. Just put your favourite songs together in a big playlist. Exactly. It's as many tracks as you want it to be. So,
0: what have you put in your... I space. Oh, this I think this is the big one this week. We watched like four one. films back to back. That We did. Uh so which one do we want to start on? Um we'll start with the first one. Ah, we'll start with Venom then. Um so we, we watched that, that Venom film. We did. Um It was an enjoyable film. It kept my attention the whole way through. Um I think you put it really well where you said I didn't feel the need to check my phone at all yeah. during it. Um, I can see what, what, um, they mean, like, who was it that gave that quote that was like, yeah, they left the best 40 minutes of this film on the cutting room floor. Um, whoever played it, Eddie Brock, I think. Yes, uh, the Eddie Brock person, I keep forgetting the actor's name, but, um, yeah, that, it's an interesting film, like, I feel like the thing that was cut out that I really could have done more with was the buddy cop, like, growing friendship between... Eddie and and Venom. Yeah, it felt like they had suddenly got this bond between scenes. Yeah, because we sort of get like, this is the first time that they've done a thing together, and now they're going to go save the thing, and it's like, ah, I have decided humanity is worth saving because of my friendship with you. And like, clearly they have good chemistry, but it feels like we skipped the 40 minutes that was them getting to go on silly adventures yeah just because the symbiote knows just because venom knows because he's in eddie's head i don't feel that, like that is enough to cover that ground yeah. but i see what people mean when they say that this film is best enjoyed as kind of a rom-com more than a superhero we film. did keep making jokes about that like and that's the moment that they fell in love but like <laughs> it has that energy to it <laughs> it's 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 kind of a rom-com with action scenes thrown into it, yeah. as much as it's a, a superhero, anti-hero film. I must say I was disappointed by the kiss. Yes, I... No one had told me quite the full context of that kiss, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually kind of disappointed with what happens, yeah. like, where the kiss ends up. I'm like, I wanted it to... Ju- yeah. I, I wanted... Or at the very least, I wanted more commentary from Venom later about that kiss. Yeah, I know. Some some idea that it might involve uh, the beginnings of a, a polyamorous triad. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not a bad film. I can understand why people who went into that wanting a superhero antihero film might have come away disappointed. Yeah, I think if you set your expectations right for it's kind of kind of a superhero film, kind of a comedy, kind of a rom com, just let it happen. It's it's certainly you can enjoy it a lot like yeah. we did i think yeah. don't expect too much from it yeah. um don't expect it to make a huge amount of sense around the middle yeah uh, it'll uh, just sort of happen but yeah enjoy the ride yeah. and and probably not for anyone who's big on the actual venom canon yeah but, um, what about you? What do you want to talk about that we watched this week? Let's talk about the next film which was one of my picks, which was Christopher Robin. Yeah, that was a, that was a sweet film. It was very sweet. There was very little um, there was very little about that, about that film not to like. It was just a sort of very easy going like you know the, the, the genre tropes of it already. It's a parent who is too busy working to live their life with their kid who rediscovers childhood and goes oh yes my family is the more important thing it was robin williams hook but with uh, ewan mcgregor and winnie the pooh yeah that's (laughs) you totally fucking nailed it it is basically (laughs) hook because it's the whole no these childhood things they're not that's not real this isn't real oh what's going on ah i must embrace and save my childhood things in order to to everything to be okay yeah and that person basically being a god to the people in that world yeah, yeah. It it is it's very it's, it's been done before <laughs> yeah but it was it was done very well like it was well written it, it was, was adorable sweet all the winnie the pooh characters felt like they should feel yeah uh that scene where ewan mcgregor pretends to beat up a heffalump is um pretty pretty great yeah it was it was a very sweet film yeah it was one of those that like, i could just watch and be like yeah yeah, that was just a pleasant time. Uh, yes. What else did we watch? What uh, was the next well, after one? that, we watched Black Klansman. Oh, bit of bit of a shift after Christopher bit of, Robin. A, bit of a tonal shift. That's a, that was a good film. It was a good film. Yeah, we we really enjoyed. I think all the films we watched. This, yeah, this week. We watched four films back to back, and they were all pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, for anyone who's unaware, Black Black Klansman is kind of based on a true story of a black person who. infiltrated Infiltrated the kkk yeah infiltrated the kkk basically over the phone but with a white police officer helping the in-person stuff a white
1: jewish police officer
0: (laughs) yes a white jewish police officer um basically managing to for several months prevent the kkk uh, in in this particular area from cross from cross burnings um, they got pretty high up in the KKK. They managed to to stop a pretty big. Uh, they nearly ended up running that chapter. That yeah, they almost ended up running that chapter. Then had to blow the whole thing to like save some people. But it was a really interesting film. Um, I love. I loved the the pair of leads were great. Mm. Um, I I I liked getting to see Adam Driver in a role that wasn't whiny space goth. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah um or, or you know um mocking whiny space goth on yeah. snl
1: um yeah. yeah it
0: was it was nice to see something else from him because i don't i don't know has he done much else he's done other things but like i've not seen much else okay. of what he's done but it it was really nice as well that this film a didn't shy away from the realities of uh of that sit- that whole situation, but b that it didn't shy away from the fact that a lot of those problems still are ongoing today, mm. like its whole closing montage felt very respectful of the fact that this is not ancient history, this is problems that we still have to fight yeah um yes that that last sort of couple of bits were very like. Hey, and if you've been horrified by all of this, it's literally happening now. If anything, they're getting more vocal and more organised. Yeah, but do something. It. I. I like that they used they used sort of humour pacing of like, oh, 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 are they gonna get caught? Uh, oh, what's gonna happen? That sort of like humorous pacing to somewhat like lighten the tone of a film that otherwise would have been incredibly dark. I think it was still incredibly I, dark. I think it still sounds um, like there. the. The way... Uh, what was the main character's name? Was it Rob or Rod or something like that? Uh, Rod, I don't Rod. think. Yeah. Yeah. The, way, the way he was like... Sometimes he would be on the phone to the, the leader of the KKK and have like other agents sitting around having his desk a, with him and they'd all be sort of having a laugh about it. Yeah. Like that sort of thing did a lot to it's, lighten the mood to it, us. It's oh. that. The, the interplay between him and Adam Driver's character, whose yeah. name I've forgotten now, but... They they had enough levity to not have it just be grimdark the whole time. Yeah, which was needed, I think. But yeah, it it was it was a it was a very good film. I highly recommend it. I can yeah, see definitely. why it got the praise it did. Mm. Um, yeah, and do we want to talk about that last film we saw? Get Out! Get Out, which you hadn't seen before. I hadn't seen. I knew very little about it. And and the one thing that somebody had told me about it was not actually the case. What what had you been told about it? Somebody mentioned something about horses. I'm not aware of anything about (laughs) horses. Um, So (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know, Get Out is a horror film by... um, uh, It's... Keenan Michael Key, I think, um, one of one half of Key and Peel, who are known for sort of sketch comedy, and he sort of branched out and did his first film, and it was an incredibly good horror film yeah. um, that deals a lot with themes of racism, yeah, and uh, yeah, Even, uh, and specifically that breed of racism where there are just white people that are sort of almost fetishizing black lives, yeah, so. This is your first time watching. What, yes. what was your experience like? Um, it didn't go where I expected it to. Um, I think he should have listened to his friend. Oh, his friend who from the beginning is like, "Oh, horror trope, get the fuck out!" Oh no, that's another horror trope. Get the fuck out! Yeah. His, I like his friend just being like, no, 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 no. You're in, you're in creepy white person neighborhood, and there's a hypnotist. Get the fuck out. Oh yeah, I mean, like as soon as like non-consensual hypnotism happened, like I would have been way out of there. Yeah, but it's it's very good at keeping its its big surprise hidden. Like, like yeah. the first time I watched it, I did not see where it was going. No. Um, and it's. It's turn feels like it makes sense, like, mm-hmm. on a rewatch.
2: Yeah.
0: It definitely feels like all the clues were there, but also that none of the clues... There weren't any lies. There weren't any, like, fake clues to throw mm. you off, or things where it's like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense with this. No, it is all there. It is all there, and it's an incredibly well thought out... Yeah, definitely. I, I look forward to seeing more from, yeah. from, from it- them. I-, I also like that it's... While it's not entirely grounded in reality necessarily it it uses the areas it's not grounded in reality in believable ways that make sense with the world we have I mean apart from the fact that that's not how hypnotism works the, yeah. it feels very possible, which I think is yeah. the best kind of horror it, it that's the thing is it was no, no magic it, it's point. no magic and it's not anything like the here is the big monster that will fight you with its space gun. like it it felt real in a kind of tangible way that's, yeah. like, good Good horror is, like, oh, this is depressingly a thing that, like, if, if people could do this, they would. The kind of nightmare that you wake up thinking, actually, that's not completely weird and, and yeah. wacky. I understand why my brain found that scary. Yeah. Um... So Yeah, I think that was the bulk of what we watched this that, week. That was that was it pretty much. Um we watched the season finale of uh, Dr. Who. Oh, yes, we did. Um that was that was an interesting one. It was? Yeah, I I generally feel like this season has been really strong. Yeah, more I believe. Yeah. There's there's not been a huge amount of like the big sci-fi storylines and uh, I, I like that we s- we ended the season on a big here is the sci-fi big bad again because yeah. um, that sort of like bookended the series, like start and finish were big sci-fi episodes yeah. and then we had lots of here's the human condition episodes in the middle mm-hmm. it's been a good season yes, I look forward to seeing what the New Year's Day episode is yeah, I- I'm going to be sad when we don't have that to watch every week I know. It's it's been a good watch every week uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so with that said If that's everything we've watched Time for this And so dear listener We return to our story Inside the bedroom Of Robert Gilmore The spirit of Unicorn Dance Party Present appears
1: Oh, another one of them ghosts Oh, what do you want this time? Are going to show me more of my best days at school Are you? <laughs>
2: No, Robert. I wish to show you the world as it is now. Look, look out into the world. See, see with me here, people celebrating unicorn dance party. See how they spend time with friends and family.
1: Yeah, I see it. You know what I see though? I see some wasted potential for income. They're opening presents. They know what's in the present. They don't have to buy more presents if it's not what they want. They're gonna get what they want first time round. That is not good profitable businessmanship. I reckon presents should be on a loot box based system. You open the present, it may or may not be what you want. Do you want to pay to open another present? That's the true spirit of UDP.
2: Oh goodness, no. No, Robert, no. It's... it's look, look. Here, the house of, of of Bob Cratchit. See how he looks after Tiny Tim, who's who's not managed to speak since that incident with Mr. Altman, flogging him brutally for not having quite got the Metacritic scores up for that latest
1: game. Well, that's the way it should be. People, people who make poor games should be seen and not heard. Oh dear! Oh dear!
0: And so it seemed that Robert Gilmore was an insufferable prick. Come on, in Igor! It is time.
2: Yes, master.
1: Time to bring back to life my newest creation. Oh, I can't wait, master. First, bring me the carcass. This one shall do nicely. It's a, it's a fine, fine carcass. Now, insert the heart.
2: In goes the heart, deep into its its floppy bits.
0: Now, insert a voice box so that it may speak. There you
1: our voice box. Now, connect it to the innards pump, which will fill it with innards. Just assorted innards. Pumped
0: in all at once.
2: <laughs> it's filling, master. Filling. <laughs> it's alive.
0: <laughs> it's alive. Oh, so one standard builder bear. That will be twelve ninety nine, please. There uh, you go. Excellent. Another creation brought to life, Igor. Alive. So... <gasps> what has slithered its way into your ear holes, resonated against your eardrums, vibrated through the bones in your ears, and been sent as electrical signals into your brain. I've not listened to a huge amount this week. Uh um, eight hours of music. Okay, no. I listened to eight hours of music. I didn't listen to a lot that I remember what was. Um I think is a fair way to put it. So that's fair, yeah. Um We we went out and had a bit of a dance at the weekend and we we heard some music there. And I want to start with, like, the, the musical act that I was excited to hear this weekend when mm-hmm. we went out, which was um, King Punch,
2: mm-hmm. who
0: are, like, a ska band? Uh, yeah, S- sort, Scar, of, sort of rockish, like folk, ska, punk. folk punk ska. Um, They've got a brass section. Yes, they put on a heck of a good live show. Yeah. Um, I was having a proper skank along to the music. Mm-hmm. Um they they were very good. Um you you were in the room for them. You were just a bit yeah, further back, weren't you? I was a bit further back because i was what did you think of them. them. Yeah, they were really good. They gave good show. They got everybody up and dancing. They they managed to control that room very well. Yeah, um it was that good scar bounce beat. Yeah, what was the uh, there was one of their tracks that I've been listening to at home. Uh it's called Another Bomb, which I've been very much enjoying. Um mm. and the other one is I can't remember the name of the track, but they have a track that is basically about um, being a person who, on a Sunday, stays at home watching those terrible crime dramas. Yes, and and like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work it out before you do, detective on TV. Uh, yes, um, I think there was mention of Columbo in that. And yeah, like there's and Agatha. Um, not Agatha I, I know there's yeah. a John. Yeah. I know there's Angela a Jonathan and- Creek. Jonathan Creek's yes. in there. Uh I, I can't remember the name of that track off the top of my head, but if you can find that one, that one's good. Uh yeah, and then after them, a little bit later, we had Rum Buffalo. Oh we've actually the... seen them before. Oh, have we? Yes, because they... I recognized their bass player. Were they the other scar one that played? Yes, yes that did a bit of meatloaf. Little little, little bit of meatloaf, cause it was it was a, a vaguely meatloaf theme party. Yeah. We we I was really digging that uh Oh my! Oh my goodness! Was that the time that they played? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was really enjoying the scar that night. They had some very good scar. But yeah, rum buffalo, check them out as well. They're they're very good. Uh, what about you? What you listened to? Um, I was listening to the same things you were. Um, the first hour wasn't actually. God, were they open already? And um, so after having a bit of a dance downstairs, we popped to the middle floor and we listened listen to DJ Easy spinning some Ooh. a bit of glitch hop, um bit of bit of um bit of electro swing. Ooh, that's have some good music there. They have in some there. very good tunes in there. A lot of uh, Ghetto Fun Call Star tracks, but I can't remember off the top of my head which tracks they were. I, I remember that room fondly because there were a lot of pe- there was a lot of laser lights on and people like trying to climb through them as if they were spies. Yes, there was a lot of that. And that that always makes me, me laugh watching people try and be like, oh oh oh, get through the lasers. People who'd bought toy laser guns that were standing at one side of the room holding it at the end of the laser like they were shooting the laser. Yeah, it's it was it was wonderful. It was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, Easy had a very good very good set. Yeah, um, w- one one that was technically for watch we watched the happy. That boutique takeover, which was like an hour of cabaret. Oh, was that the Christmas themed cabaret that got very? Interesting. Yes, there was there was the uh, the giant googly eyes on on either butt cheek and a carrot between that person's uh, buttocks. The, the thing I remember was Mrs. Claus coming out w- with her walker Honestly, and then like throwing away most of her clothes and just having like oversized granny pants with with a with a wig with a wig to be fake. <laughs> S- Santa whipped off all his clothes other than his underwear and he could properly dance. Oh yeah, we I we'd been dancing with him earlier in the night. He, oh, Santa, Santa yeah, some got some moves. Yeah. I, I I described it as very quick kung fu dancing. Yeah, there was a lot of sort of chopping actions. Yeah. Oh, footwork too. Yeah, we had, we had an interesting night of music. We did, and the, they, uh, they whammed the entire building oh. simultaneously. Oh my goodness. So I wasn't with Jane at this moment, and wham comes on, and I'm just like... <gasps> It's a song about, 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 it's a sort of lovey song, and i got to find, i got to find Jane so I can be with her when this music is happening. Meanwhile, Jane was doing her usual things when Christmas songs come on anywhere, was trying to wander around the building, trying to find somewhere to not listen to that track. Well, and we both had the same problem, because I'm wandering around in circles trying to find Jane, Jane's trying to find somewhere where there's no Wham, and the Wham is in every room. Yes, because the organizer decided he was going to wham the entire building at once over a thousand people. Yeah, so I I thought I was losing it. I left the room and was like, is this just a very similar Christmas song that is also a sort of lovely one? Or no, if it, I It's Last Christmas didn't Everywhere. Didn't I just hear that? No, it was Last Christmas Everywhere. Yeah. But that that confused me for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I think that's everything I've listened to this week. Uh Uh, We also listened to the Adventure Zone live Candle Nights 2018 special. Oh, we did! That was really sweet. It was really beautiful. It It was very lovely. More back to the uh, Triss Horny boys. It may be my favourite of their little one-shot live shows that they've done. It was... It had a little bit of everything going on. Yeah, the, the, they they squeezed a lot in there because I, I it seemed at the beginning like God, Griffin is really running through this plot. They had three distinct narrative arcs going <laughs> on in that 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 very short episode, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant, and 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 the boys made it very funny in in yeah. their interactions with the world that Griffin painted. So. Yeah, well done. More Taz like Taz. (laughs) Yeah, Is that everything we've listened to? That's everything we've listened to. Well done. And so, dear listeners, we return to our story. The spirits of Unicorn Dance Party, past, present, and future felt that they must give up on Robert Gilmore. And so, the Spirit of Unicorn Dance Party Future went to visit Bob Cratchit in his house. Good riddance. Didn't want your long tutorial anyway.
2: Bob Cratchit.
0: Oh, uh, h- hello.
2: Lovely to meet you.
0: Oh, are you a ghost, are you? A ghost
2: I am the Spirit of Unicorn Dance Party that is yet to come.
0: Oh! I feel like I probably should have got a past and a present first, but hello, it's nice to meet you.
2: Unfortunately, they were wasted on your employer.
0: Oh goodness, was he, was he not reciprocative to ghostly gifts of, of knowledge? He is an
2: irredeemable shit.
0: Yes, that, that seems about right for him, sir. I, I, I mean, no disrespect, sir. Come
2: with me into the future. Let me show you.
0: And so the spirit took them forward, into the future. There they found a snowy graveyard, and what did they see upon that tomb? Oh, oh! Whose whose grave is this? I'm 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 rubbing rubbing away the the, the, the dirt of the years, and oh, what's this? Oh, oh, it's Robert Gilmore.
2: That is correct. You see, you have the potential, Bob Cratchit. You could be the one to show the world what it is like when the dev team and the QA team unionize.
0: Are you suggesting that we're stronger together than we are apart and that perhaps we might be able to undo some of these bad bits practices?
2: There are more of you than there are of them.
0: I think I think I heard a talk about that once, there are many, many more of us than you.
2: Quite so.
0: And so? Thanks to the advice of the spirit of Unicorn Dance Party Future, the devs unionised and burnt Electronic Actors Softworks to the ground with all the execs inside. There was laughing and merrymaking, and everybody had a wonderful time. Unicorns b- bless us. Everyone! <gasps> You've spoken! You've spoken, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Thank you, you, you Bob. You, you gave me
1: the, the power to, to, to come back after the, the
0: trauma of, of what happened with Mr. Altman. Merry unicorn dance party to all, and to all a good night. This is a public information announcement. This week we will be discussing unicorn dance party. Are you prepared for Unicorn Dance Party? Have you checked your Unicorn Dance Party checklist? Do you have fairy lights? Do you have good people? Do you have your unicorn onesie or strap on horn? Do you have inebriants if you so desire? Do you have snacks? Do you have cozy spaces? Do you have the option of making perhaps a snuggle cave or blanket fort? Did you have a good soundtrack? Might we suggest? Now that's what I call Unicorn Dance Party. Most importantly of all, Unicorn Dance Party is within you. Wherever you are, whatever you do, whoever you spend it with, even if you are alone, the point of Unicorn Dance Party is to dance all your cares away. Move as much as you can. Be happy as much as you can. And from all of us here at the Public Information Bureau, Have a good unicorn dance party. Question time. It's time for questions. What's the questions? Uh, V would like to know, what piece of media do you love from your past, not because it was a great piece of media, but because of the positive memories associated with it? Uh, This is the same answer I probably give every time a question like this happens. It's Power Rangers Turbo the movie, or Pokemon the first movie. Both of which are not necessarily good films, but they were films that kept my brain okay during times in my childhood where I just needed to repetitively watch the same thing over and over again for a while. Um, the original Ghostbusters? Hey. I haven't watched it much recently. I'm sure I would probably find bits of it problematic. Um, all, all I really remember about that original one is there is a scene where Dan Aykroyd gets blown by a ghost. That wasn't in the version I saw as a child, because we ah. recorded it off of, like, ITV or something. Uh, it shouldn't have been in the version that existed in the cinemas, because it's pointless. It Apparently is pointless. Apparently there was, like, they filmed a whole scene in the, the ghost house, and then they cut most of it, and they were just like, no, Dan Aykroyd says we keep the ghost that sucks his dick. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wasn't... I don't think that was in the version I had. There was no swearing in the version I had. I remember getting Ghostbusters on DVD... Years later, Yeah. And going, oh bloody hell! This is quite sweary. I don't yeah. remember this. This is this is rather saucy. The joys of like nineteen eighties TV censorship. I used to love a good TV edit. Uh I love a good TV or playing edit. What's the um um. Uh the the one they do for Die Hard is Yippee-Ki-Yay Mother Trucker. Oh, occasionally happens. That one's easy to that one's easy to deal with. The one I remember yeah. particularly from my youth was um RoboCop. Yeah. Uh you just freaked with the wrong guy. You're out of your freaking mind. I don't even play basketball. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't I have no idea what that line is about. Uh and I haven't watched it recently enough to know. Uh, Lucy Nevins would like to know what movies are coming out in the future that y'all are interested in? Uh, We'll see that next Avengers and that next Star Wars yeah basically Star Wars is the only one I'm really aware of that I sort of desperately want to watch I've really not paid much attention Um, probably when it comes to to the DVD release I want to see Ralph Breaks the Internet oh yeah I forgot about that Uh, can't think of anything else really I'm intrigued by uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Miss Marvel, maybe. Yeah. I haven't made enough of... Oh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. I yeah, want yeah, to see yeah, Detective yeah. Pikachu. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I've, yeah, this is the problem of not watching television or and and all constantly skipping all the adverts. I don't really know what's coming most yeah, of the time. Yeah, it's a nice surprise when it's like, oh, a thing's coming out in like two weeks. Ooh. I get... Yeah, I tend to get most of the movies I'm interested in from recommendations from other people. yeah. So that's the ones we know about. Detective Pikachu is my big one for next year. I want to see Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I think they'll do a good job with that. Um, And whenever it's coming out, the new Deadpool movie. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Is it is it X Force? I can't remember if it's another Deadpool movie or the X Force movie. I think we're getting X Force first. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's next year, but. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, uh, apologies to Samuel West, who asked this question last week, and then I completely missed it while searching through <laughs> all the, the quiz questions last week. So, apologies for that. Uh, Samuel West would like to know, uh, do you think the world of forms would influence how people transition into the Dice Funk universe? And if so, how? Uh, so for anyone who doesn't listen to Dice Funk, uh, the world of forms is this concept that exists in other stuff, but it's being referenced here for Dice Funk. Basically, it's the idea that there is a you, you can have a chair, but somewhere in existence there is the perfect chair, like the the chair that is all chairs, um and that this concept works for everything, like there is a perfect version of any concept. Um hmm. The most cheriest of chairs. The most cheriest of chairs. Um I think you could maybe make an argument for, and I I don't want to suggest anything is canon because obviously this is our, our Dungeon Master Austin's world and I don't want to canonise things in not his shows. Mm. You could maybe make an argument for the true form of ex-trans person is the, the form that they're transitioning to and you could maybe be like, hey world of forms, help me out here a bit with this. Maybe? I don't know. The only way I can see it, because usually it comes through conduit powers, doesn't it? Yeah. So the only way I could see it is, say, for example, if the, if somebody was male assigned at birth and they turned out to be the conduit of non-binary. Yeah, or, or the something conduit of like female or Or something. the conduit of female or something yeah. like that. I, I could see that, like, that could be a thing. Yeah, I think, like, maybe that would influence, but yeah. I don't... As I understand forms, if my limited thing, from, yeah. from listening to Dice Punk, I'm not sure that forms would really influence in that way. No. I I think you could have conceivably a trans person who was the form of a gender that's not the gender they were assigned at birth, mm. and that could be an interesting thing, but um, it's not a thing I've ever explored in that universe, and until we explore it on the show, uh, nothing is canon. <laughs> Mm. Uh, Kel Goodall would like to know Laura now that you have dominated The podcast world, the print world And the online text When can we expect your Broadway musical What would the musical created entirely By you be like uh, See I wish I could make music Music is a thing that I really Don't know how to make and that I I Wish I could create music Um, I would like to make like A rock opera About the Stonewall Riots Awesome. I think you could make a really cool rock opera out of the Stonewall Riots. I'd, I, I would watch that. There you go. That's my answer. Right? If I had any musical talent whatsoever, I would come up with the, the rock opera musical about the Stonewall Riots. Nice. Uh, Sean Kearney would like to know, how many unicorns are needed for a dance party? Uh, as many as you have. It could just be yourself and the unicorn that resides within you. Uh it's, it's however many unicorns are available to you and feel like, you know, you are comfortable having present. Exactly. If you want to strap a horn on and dance around your living room on your own, then that's unicorn dance party. Indeed. If you want to invite the three closest people in your life, that's a unicorn dance party. If you want to have literally everybody you know or have ever met at your house for a massive party, all dressed in unicorn onesies. Or or just wearing little little clip on horns, then that that too is unicorn dance party. Unicorn dance party is a state of mind, it's a way of being. Absolutely. More, it's you don't need a you don't need anything specific. You make the unicorn dance party. It's true. <laughs> uh Becky too. here would like to know what kind of magic do you wish you could do? Ooh. Flying? <laughs> Flying's a kind of magic maybe. It's a kind of magic. Uh, transformation magic seems really useful like being able to transform one thing into another yeah i'd like to transform like being like wild shake would be quite cool yeah i you could tell i've recently started playing a druid (laughs) 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 uh yeah um yeah uh flight would be a good one definitely teleportation magic oh god yeah that extra hour in bed oh gosh yeah (laughs) And, and you know, being able to go and visit people all over the world. Like, I've got friends in America I'll probably never see. I've got friends up country, oh, will be, we'll be more difficult to see, but it'd, it'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be nice, like, the people that I podcast across the world with, to be able to just, like, teleport, round them all up, up into one place and go, here we go, we'll all record in a room, and then we'll all teleport back home. We'll do a live show one day. Yeah. Yeah, something like that would be nice. Once a week, just teleport over to, say, Jim's place to record Podquisition with them. <laughs> could I come? You can come. I'm sure we can have lots of fun after we finish recording. job, Hi job, Hi Drob! Hi, Drob. Uh, we'd like to know if you could meet one person from history or currently alive, who would it be? Is it really cheesy to just give the Jared Way answer again? I won't meet Jared Way properly. Um, He's, he's, very, he's, he's a very nice boy. He is a good, good boy. He seems good to boy. He is. What answer you all got? I'm not really big on sort of celebrity people. Um, Jim, maybe? I guess that's one. Actually, yeah, Jim's a really good answer. Um, Four years of working with him. I've never met the fuck. (laughs) Mm. One of these days I will meet him. I'm sure when you meet him, there will be the fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I will meet him one of these days. I have no doubt about it. That tricky. Uh, We'd like to know... Jane, which movie game book... Could greatly benefit from the addition of tentacles All of them Laura uh, Which movie game book could greatly benefit from the addition of more butts All of them Well I'm glad (laughs) we cleared that up (laughs) Jacob Marion would like to know um, If you could make the perfect meal What would it be Hmm Have you got an answer for this Can't remember um I'm a big fan of like bolognese things that like pasta, love pizza, uh curry or oh. oh. curry with coconut rice. Like uh vegetable dolpiazzo with coconut rice. If there was such a thing as a vegan naan I would be very into that. I I don't know how many of these you can make in a vegan way, but the the meal I've got in my head right now is um a nice carrot soup with like a good like garlic naan. Oh. Um Main course, maybe just like a really nice... um, Maybe make another attempt at that vegan meatloaf that we did um, as as a main. Mm -hmm. And then for dessert, again, don't know how easy or tough it would be to make a vegan alternative to this, but my favourite dessert I ever made was... um, It's sort of like freshly baked cookie dough and brownie with two (gasps) types of ice cream scooped onto it. I think it was um, honeycomb and chocolate with the two ice cream types. (laughs) And... Oh, it was the best dessert I've ever made. Stop before I drown in my own juices. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean if I was gonna go for a dessert as well, um, maybe maybe the brownies I got from from my friend Nikki. She has good brownie recipe for these. Um, it's they're all sticky and gooey and chewy and and also like. A little bit softer in the middle. And, and they've got pecans in. Uh, oh, that's that. good. Yeah, oh, I might have to make some of those for the weekend. I'd be very up for that. We do have a proper oven, now, Because I did. used to have a convection oven, which meant that it sucked all of the moisture out. And the last time I tried to make brownies in it, it literally turned them from nice, gooey, lovely, chewy-at-the-edges loveliness into literal sand. <laughs> Like I, I, I baked them to take to a party, and I like cut them when I got to the party, and like I was trying to pick them up, and they were just disintegrating into like just piles of brown chocolatey sand. Was it tasty sand? It was tasty sand. See if we'd I had if we'd had some ice cream to throw it over or mix it in oh, with, yeah. it would have been brilliant. But <laughs> as as it was, I'd spent because it's quite an expensive recipe. Yeah. Um, as it was, I was like, oh, well, that's like five, six quids worth of ingredients pretty much wasted. Well, at least we have a decent oven now so we can yeah. make proper foods. Yeah, we do. You got any more questions? That's all of the questions. <gasps> so. <gasps> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Oh, they went fast fast. It's alright, they'll be back in a minute. Hello
1: Larry Hello Barry How are you doing? Not too bad A bit tuckered out From all that uh, Fast moving Oh yeah yeah, it really takes it out How's your week been? Oh not too bad I'm coming bit down With a bit of a snuffle oh, I'm a bit unwell as well It's, oh, it's, it's, no. it's, it's all going round right? oh, okay. no. Yeah It's that time of the year year And oh, everyone's uh, Everyone's out interacting and, and You know There's a lot the, People Gotta make sure Your hands are kept clean Stop all those surfaces Picking up Transferring yeah. all your, your sticky bits and, and germs going around. Yeah. So I was having a thing, as I am often want to do at this sort of time in the week. Yeah. And uh you know, the festive period is coming up, various festive celebrations. I myself will be celebrating Unicorn Dance Party. Same. Of course. Yeah. But like is here's, here's the thing. Um these festive periods often mean a lot of uh not necessarily for me, but for other people because sometimes mean a lot of family gatherings. Yeah. And a thing that often comes up there is uh, when young when young family members are brought in front of you know older family members they haven't seen in a while there's often a bit of pressure to interact with them in ways that uh, sort of circumvent their body autonomy a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, th- and I think, you know, g- a-, a good modern parent probably spends a decent amount of time teaching their children about their the right to bodily autonomy, and, yeah. and you know, and their right to do so. And suddenly that, very much for a lot of people, seems to just get thrown out the window when it's like a family member going, oh, give your auntie a kiss, or well, this- give him yeah. a cuddle yeah. goodbye. It's well, this- like- yeah, we, we, we talk about to kids, like, you know, if a stranger touches you inappropriately, you, you know, that's not okay, and you don't have to be touched if you don't want to. Yeah. But, you know, that goes out the window sometimes when it's a parent tickling a child, and the child says no, and you keep going, or go give your, your, your grandmother a kiss, as she said. And yeah. It's this sort of uh, not really respecting the right of these people, who are people, these yeah. children, to go... I as a person do not want to do this and should not be forced to do so because I have a right to not have to do these sort of physical interactions if I do not wish to. Yeah. You know, we would never expect an adult to have to kiss another adult that they did not want to. If they said, I'd rather not do that, we'd, you know, take their word for it. Uh, Well, I mean, you say that, but I would consider myself still have been uh, bordering on an adult at the very least. I must have been... Probably about 16 or 17, the last time I was forced by a parent to kiss a family member that I did not want to. Go on, kiss them goodbye. I don't want to. Well, yeah. I should have a right to say no. Uh, I guess to clarify my point, I mean, like, once you're outside of a family setting, outside of a family setting as an adult, it's very rarely ever expected of you, because you wouldn't yeah. expect that. But what are you expect? You know, you force it on, on, on children, people who, you know... As an as the parent in the house or the adult that you know are under your care, forcing them to do that is just not really uh, not really okay, is it? No, no. And then from the other point of view, you sometimes get family members who won't take no for an answer. So you yeah. might have um, a parent saying they've said no, and then yeah. suddenly like. Granny or whoever is his, his or granddaddy swooping in and giving him giving him a kiss unawares, and, <clears> and that's just that's well, just bang out of order. It's non consensual and it's not okay. And Absolutely. then on top of just the fact that you've instigated a non consensual um, encounter of some kind with them, and you know body autonomy says that that sh- you know shouldn't happen. It's not good, like we you know with long- young kids for teaching them those boundaries because exactly. you know you can tell a kid it's all right to say no to being touched and y- it doesn't have to happen. But when in practice you insist they do, you know, kissing relatives that they don't want to, it tells them that, you know, that's really just words. It's, you know, you're not backing it up with actions. You're not reinforcing to them that their body autonomy is a real thing the way that you tell them it is. Well, this is, uh, has been an issue that I've I've read about in, in articles talking about, uh, like, uh, paedophile family members. Yeah. Where those children have been, like, sort of partially taught the whole... Um, you know, you have bodily autonomy. But then when it comes to family members, that is broken down. And then if that family member is taking advantage, they've already learnt that they can't say no to a family member. Yeah. And that whole action becomes much more readily possible from that, uh, you know... Exactly. Uh, advantage-taking adults uh, point of view, or because yeah. of that. Exactly. it's you, You're priming kids to not... You're not teaching them a proper education in their body autonomy if their body autonomy is conditional and every festive period sort of goes out the window for family. Yeah. So, oh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we had this chat. It's the important yeah. thing, you, you know, that these these things be consensual. And you know what? I can redo really with a hug if you consent to that. Absolutely. Because, you know, Absolutely. body autonomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Consent. Concern is good, yeah. And ongoing concern is important. You can oh, you leave this hug at any time. Yep, thank you. Thank you. That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, on, on cur- uh, ongoing and um, enthusiastic. because Of course, the other one. Oh, there we go. Oh, good hug, mate. Good hug. Good hug. Good hug. Right, should we go have a cup of that? Uh, that maybe find some some tea with some ginger in it, see if it settles me stomach. Oh, that's a good plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's
0: yeah. uh, pop the kettle on. Pop the kettle on. Laura? Yes. There can be find you on the internet. Darling. You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura, everywhere? Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Ooh. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube and Twitch, that's the big ones. You can find my books that are on the internet. Things I learned from Mario's Butt is on Unbound. You've still got like five weeks or so that you can get the uh, the backer rewards for that if you want. Um It'll be available on Unbound's website after that, and then it'll be available through other retailers once once that's all nailed down. Uh, you can also find Uncomfortable Labels, which is my memoir that's coming out in July 2019. That's getting closer now, that's what? January, February, March, April, May, June. We're down to seven months. It's getting there. It was ten months last I thought about it. Uh-huh. um so that's coming out next year you can pre-order that in various places on the internet in pe- various languages just just to google uncomfortable labels laura kate dale you'll probably find it other than that i'm on dice funk it's a dungeons and dragons fifth edition podcast i'm on seasons three four and five uh they're all self-contained stories so just jump in wherever you feel like and i think that's about it how about you? I am Jane Eris Magnet. I can be found as Maniac Janic on Twitter and YouTube, Jane Eris Magnet on SoundCloud, where you might be listening to this now. Uh, I can also be found on Stonemonkeyradio.blog, where I review video games and board games and shiz. And I will shortly have my uh, end of the year stuff going up. And I will shortly be appearing on a uh, D&D podcast called "Badly Designated Heroes" on the uh, on the Curiosity Epidemic Network, um, and that's with uh, myself, Becky, and James, uh, under the uh, guiding hand of DM Nick, and that will be coming out. Sp- Maybe end of, by the end of January, I think we will have like the first episodes out. We're getting a, a good few recorded before we He's go. He's like, that's a very good idea. It's, it means we can have time off or, or be sick or whatever if we need to. Yeah, it is nice to be able to have that luxury. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're... If, if, you, if you've got a bit of a sore throat and you've got to do voices for like... Plus, yeah. it can be a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very hyped to get that out in the world soon. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. So, Laura, sing us out. Until next time, be a stranger.
2: Um... And a the stranger they were indeed.